What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Adam Jabbar, the developer behind Headworms. Thanks for joining. Hello, thank you very much for having me. I am very glad to have you. First off, thank you for reaching out. I always appreciate hearing people actually want to come on this show. It definitely uh, does an ego boost for me, but I'm always happy to promote those games and the developers that are in the scene. And, you know, for fans of the horror genre, I think this might be something that they'll want to hear about. Um, but before we dive into that, I always like to hear the people behind the game. So Adam, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you get into the indie game space and how did you eventually come to create Headworms? Yes, um, I have been an indie game developer for uh, 14 years now. And I have uh, started and self-taught myself everything I know uh, so far. Uh, yeah. To put my journey in, uh, in, in short terms, I started as a graphic designer working in a printing press after learning graphic design on my own. Uh, and then I saw the possibility to grow, uh, especially in flash and animation and all that field, uh -huh. uh, which, uh, which I all, all, uh, also uh, taught myself. Uh, then I continued into programming, which was really calling to me at that part. And, uh, and then got me to this point where I actually was able to make a product from A to Z, uh, including all, uh, the elements needed in that product. Um, yes, I have to, this is the point where I got to now so that I can develop, uh, headworms. Uh, it took me a lot of effort. It took me a lot of years. Uh, there were there were a lot of things that I had to understand uh, to reach here, to reach this level. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this this was the journey. It was it was an up and down journey and uh, <laughs> an excellent journey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be a journey without the ups and downs. What do you think? Uh, just out of curiosity, what do you think was the hardest part about that journey? As far as you know, there's there's a lot of different elements that go into game design, yes. right? What was the toughest for you? Okay. Well, honestly, uh, the mentality part. You know, because uh, yes, and as an indie game developer, you need to maintain mentality that it will work out if you keep at it. You know. Right, and uh, right. most of the time, indie game developers go through rough times and then they decide, maybe this is not the right thing I'm doing. Maybe I should not continue with that project that I really thought of in a clear mind, you know, mm. and, uh, and they give up easily on that. And um, let's just say that it just not giving up on that product is, is what makes it you know <laughs> right yeah you need that resilience you exactly. need that that ability to to strive forward even when the going gets tough i exactly. like it i like it yeah. um let's talk uh, a little bit about uh your work on this project because i noticed on steam the developer title is just your name so i am assuming yes. that this is a solo project of yours am i correct yes you are correct this is a okay. solo project uh, i've been working on uh, for a year uh mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time I've been working and funding this project also on my own. And by funding this project, I mean, I did hire uh, freelancers like voice actors, uh, mm -hmm. 2D artists and the musician and sound artist, uh, because of course it is better to always uh, uh, delegate work when you can. Uh, right. But of course that was uh, also very heavy on me financially because I had to work and finance myself and then also finance the project itself. 
until I actually had uh, a good demo that I can show. Uh, and then A4 got involved and they funded me for the rest of the project so that I can finish it. Right. That's awesome. But, what, yes. what was that process like as far as, you know, funding yourself? Did you do anything like, you know, certain events or certain type of crowdfunding? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't believe this yes. was anything like a Kickstarter project, but what no. type of, you know, uh, methods did you have? Yes. Basically, I've been working uh, a lot for different companies, uh, making applications, making games, uh, making all sorts of services like, uh, for example, programming services. If somebody has problems, somebody needs uh, any work done, I would uh, get involved with them, basically like doing freelance work. Uh, then the money that I get, well, what I can spare, I can put it in the game and what I cannot spare, I, I'm, living with, uh, I'm living with it. So right, basically right. a very hard process uh, yeah. to keep going and for a long time and especially when also the freelance work is not as stable as one would think, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you can get jobs, you can get moving and all that, but sometimes just when it stops, it just delays you so much that you have uh, you have too much to recover. So freelancing is not that simple. Um, I know. But, freelancing is a tough one. It's it's always for me personally, like I'm, I'm the type of person who, who loves the, the stability of a, you know, a, a just full time. This is your your position. This is, you know, where you stand. And I know there's a lot of people who love that kind of looking for the next project and thing like that. It's never been me. So I'm, I'm always very interested to see those who are are go-getters and and just want to jump from thing to thing because yes. it is it is very nerve-wracking for me at least <laughs> yeah well, well here's the thing um i learned how to um to live in my in, not in my comfort zone you know and which mm -hmm. i think it is super important like living in my comfort zone actually depresses me because i feel that i am not doing anything further you know um, right. since uh, my career started uh, when I self-taught myself and I, I, I learned in the university as a travel agent, you know, but oh, that nice. was not going to work for me. And uh, I was teaching myself something that I, I liked doing and then I can, I can do a living out of. Um, so the thing about it is that um, I've been in this too much that I cannot really adjust to to other things you know what i mean right right it's, it's kind of difficult for my mentality to stay put in one place so I, I just gotta keep moving i need to learn this i need to learn that like uh, i get projects uh, all the time that i do not know how to do basically you know but i i do accept them i learn about them i know i can do it and and this whole motivation thing just i, I do struggle you know like i struggle right. nights and nights trying to find the solutions and trying to to see how am I going to do this, you know, and, and, and learning new skills. But at the end, the satisfaction, the satisfaction I get and the happiness of the clients I get, like that I delivered that product is, is worth so much to me because I, I feel so, so innovative. I feel so, I don't know how to call it, you know, but this is right. what makes me feel alive, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. It's what drives you. It's what you're passionate about. Exactly. It's that, that will to, uh, you know, discover new possibilities and to to have that that ability to take something that seems impossible at the start and then create the possible, right? Exactly. Um, 
how so you mentioned this was a, a year-long project is that how long it took you overall to complete uh complete headworms yes wow that's yeah. a that's a quick turnaround actually <laughs> well yeah uh, all things considered yes yeah 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 i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> um so before we get any deeper uh, let's just take it a step back and actually talk about this game a little bit more about you know what really is headworms right so for for yes. those who might not know anything about the game uh maybe this is their first time coming across it how would you describe the game and what sets it apart from other horror games yes well um headworms is actually a game where it puts you in a lot of tension you know and mm -hmm. uh, the way it is designed it has a lot of different challenges and the challenges are almost never static because uh, sometimes you have to watch for sound, sometimes you have to watch not to be seen, uh, other times there are uh, places where you can hide, there are, I don't want to spoil too much of the content of the game, but right, in right. general, um, there are a lot of things that you have to be paying attention to all the time. And uh, that combined with the horror element that it has, it's not about... I'm gonna spook you, poo, you know, and that's it, right. you know, and, and it's not about jump scares. It's all about building the tension and building anxiety of the player plays it. Because at one point, there's even a little modification of the player's running speed just to, to give you that anxiety of why are you not running faster, you know? Right, <laughs> right. So, so there are these little things uh, that I actually worked uh, with the musician, Daniel. Uh, he was actually like uh like my work and his work together were we were able to to give that excellent ambient to it that 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 feel that you are really in tension you know and mm -hmm. then i saw even some some players playing the game that they had to stop and take a break wow that's, <laughs> uh, and, and that's yes. gotta be rewarding <laughs> yes yes exactly and and i like that this is exactly what i wanted you know and right. uh, even even myself testing the game once I was integrating the music and and the sounds, the first times that I was getting in the encounters or you know the events, I'm not specifying, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually also was pretty pretty scared. You know, I also had right. to stop testing for a moment and take a break because this was too too much tension. And um, <laughs> to be honest, like all these tense moments, I tried to design them with my own anxiety <laughs> for to say it yeah okay, um, that works yeah because um like uh, I'm, I'm trying to work on the parts that are uh, scary that are with, with a lot of tension when i'm feeling actual tension or actual pressure from everything around you know <laughs> right, right because yeah it has not been easy you know that <laughs> yeah yeah so, i'm sure this is this is a tough time right now um yes. <laughs> so i did want to just talk about like are you a, a, a big horror fan like what what got you to create specifically a horror game it always is interesting to me especially in in the fact of like when you think of someone who's creating yes. a horror game and the fact that you mentioned Oh, even I, you know, yourself was yeah. was scared or was nervous in parts of playtesting. Mm -hmm. It seems interesting to me because when I think of someone who would create a game like that, I would think of someone who is just like so thick skinned that yeah. nothing can phase them. Right? That's why they're creating it. That's why they're like, yes. oh, this is something for for you know the people who will get scared by it, but it doesn't affect yeah. me. Right? But like, what was the reasoning behind wanting to create specifically a horror game? All right. Well. Let me tell you this, uh, fear might be one of the most uh, 
intense emotions that drive human beings, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it is also one of the most, uh, like, power that drives me as well, because I have a lot of fear, you know, I, ha I had a lot of fear that I had to overcome, you know, mm -hmm. the fear of failure, the fear of trying, the fear of, ch the fear of change, the fear of a lot of things, you know? And uh, basically, um, like, people, if they dominate their fears, uh, they can actually dominate their lives. Now, um, why a horror game? And am I sensitive to horror game? I am super sensitive to horror game. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, yeah, you said not phased. No, the people that create these games are not phased. I am not only phased. Yeah, I'm, I'm really phased. I, I really cannot take horror games, cannot play horror games because uh, I have a lot of empathy. Like, how do you call it? I feel myself too much in that situation. Right, Even right. It's, it's like that I'm not scared, but I'm tense. I'm too tense. My my body's too tense. I'm, I I don't want to go through that tension when I'm playing that game, you know. Mm -hmm. And headworms is uh, a, a conversion of that fear from the other perspective. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you're trying to say, okay, all that is making me panic, all that makes me tense, all that puts me in a very bad situation or bad position, well, I'm going to try to inverse that into the game, you know? Right. So so basically, it's just because I am actually too sensitive to that kind of game. I feel that this kind of game is where I can interpret it myself more. Interesting. So. Interesting. I, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's talk about the actual setting of it and kind of the, the world, the environment, right? Yes. I, I love the the setting because I think an isolated mental facility, it, it sounds very horror genre-esque, right? Yes. Um, it seems like a chilling place to be. I definitely wouldn't want to be there personally. But yes. why this setting? What what exactly is important to this area for headworms? Well, um, you have to understand something. In headworms the area that you are actually in uh, might not actually be where you are Interesting. In, in reality, you know? Okay, and okay. that will be a little bit figured out uh, as you advance a little bit in the game. Uh, but the thing uh, about this mental facility is basically uh, for the impression, you know, as, as you also, uh, as you also uh, uh, so, uh, said, you know, mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. that is... That sounds creepy, you know. Yeah, right. That <laughs> that, that will uh, that will uh, sound exactly how it has to sound. So there was no other settings that I can think of that would fit, and especially that the game um, takes uh, takes a special idea from the mind, you know, like from from the fear, from uh, from the psychology psychology of fear you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this is why it's even called headworms you know because something is going in the head itself mm -hmm. um so yeah uh, basically it's a mental facility because also it has uh, a message uh, in the game uh maybe someone will figure it out one day <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's uh up for interpretation yeah and okay. uh like yeah, so combining the title with that message, you actually will 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 understand something. 
But yes. All right. Well, <laughs> secrets for another day, I suppose. Yes. So far, uh, nobody let's... knows it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure I'm sure someone will be smart enough to put the pieces together. But for now, let's talk about core gameplay uh, in the Steam page. And, uh, you know, you already kind of mentioned this a little bit, but I wanted to just dive a bit deeper. But in the Steam page, it's mentioned that this is a horror game like no other due to the combination of numerous game styles to keep players on their toes. Can you elaborate yes. more on what exactly the players can expect as far as different game styles? Yes. Well, the game styles uh, change so that you can start. Uh, you start the game uh, looking for items, trying to find, uh, trying to solve puzzles. But at one certain point, you are actually hiding. And uh, I don't know if you played Amnesia or Outlast because yeah. mm -hmm. it was uh, it was compared a little bit with uh, how Headworms is, because um, like. You can use you can use the environment in in a lot of different ways. Uh, in terms of sometimes you're picking an item, sometimes you're breaking a window, sometimes you are actually barricading a window. Uh, other times you are running. Uh, other times you are hiding in bushes. Uh, other times you are hiding in in furniture. So the thing is that it's it's not static. You know there, there is there is a lot of pieces from a lot of things together, but they meet in a in a harmony, you know. You don't feel like, oh, this is totally a different game now. I'm I'm doing, right. you know, something like that. So, right. It's not a drastic change in like genre, so to speak. Exactly. There is no drastic change, but the change is there, you know, because uh, there's also an outside area, by the way, that you have to crawl into bushes and crawl mm -hmm. uh, into little tunnels, and and there are traps. There are <laughs> a lot of stuff that you know. Uh, will surprise you because you do not expect it. So right. the game from the beginning till the end is actually surprising you with new things. Like you're going to find yourself, what am I going to do? I don't have time. This is tense. And, you know, you're going to have to like stop back and, and try to relax to just be able to know what you are doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up of the, the different environments of having the ability to go outside and kind of hide in the bushes and run through yeah. this forest looking area. I wanted to talk about that because having those different environments, it makes me think of a much more open area because you're, mm -hmm. you're exploring a number of different locations. I'm curious, how much of this game is linear versus how much is more of an open wide area to explore? No, right now the game is uh, totally linear. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, but we do have uh, we do have plans for Headworms multiplayer, which is going to oh. be called Headworms Bloodlust. And uh, yes, I, I cannot dis uh, uh, say a lot about uh, this mode yet, but we did uh, announce it. So um, yes, it's going to be a nice experience with a little bit more open world, so that the people can actually uh, in, in, in like interact with the game a little bit more because. Uh, yes, some players said the game was short, the game was too linear, you know, they enjoyed it, yeah. but they felt that they could use some more. And we definitely heard that and we want to do something about it. That's good. All right. I, I love to hear uh, developers taking that feedback because it's, it's obviously very important from a consumer perspective. But that's good to know because... You know, just looking at the trailer, I was I was kind of in that mindset of like, oh, maybe this is, you know, a, a giant area that you're constantly mm -hmm. exploring. But that's good to yes. set expectations. Let me ask you this, though. 
what is like the ultimate goal of this? You know, I'm thinking about what you're doing. Are you escaping this facility? Are you trying to like, do you have some kind of secondary objective? What's the main, and, and obviously if this gives away too much, you can just kind of table this yeah. question, but what's that main objective that you're trying to accomplish in the game? Well, uh, I would say escape, but I will just leave it uh, between uh, brackets or something. <laughs> because it's not really escape but you you understand it later <laughs> okay all right so let's just let's say it's escaping for now but there's more yes. to uh to uncover exactly all right i like it um so also let's jump into what you're actually using at your disposal so there's a lot of tools and things that i i've seen in some of these these trailers and some of these screenshots right you have a toolbar you have a number of different items that you seem to be able to interact with yes. being a stealth horror game i don't anticipate you having many weapons or you know like you're probably no. not going to get just a random ak-47 in this game no. <laughs> you know what are some of the things that we can expect to find or use to help aid us in our our escape quote unquote Yes, there are a lot of items, and the items uh, will vary from uh, how you can use them. Uh, some items will be just batteries for your flashlight. Other items, you will have to use them to break stuff, so you can enter. Uh, other things that will not require anything, uh, there are items you can pick up. There are other items you can interact with. Other items you have to even watch out from because activating them or stepping on them or getting close to them will actually uh, activate events. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, as all horror games, you have flashlight and uh, <laughs> it runs out of battery, of course. Uh, the ambient, I must say, you will not like need the flashlight desperately to be able okay. to see. Right, but it will make things much easier, especially when you're looking for the hints uh, for some puzzles and uh, and buttons or opening safes or <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So right, right. it it comes in handy, but you still can do the game without it. And this was what I thought because uh, at the first uh, at the first time I saw some people playing the game, they were just hiding in the in the closet and. <laughs> <laughs> seriously and uh and like the half of an hour of the video is just hiding in the closet like i'm not going out you know uh -huh. and uh i was like okay i'm gonna do something about it first of all i added an achievement for hiding in the closet <laughs> 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 yes and um uh, and second it's um uh, yeah uh, i forgot <laughs> <laughs> changing it so that they can actually uh progress a little bit quicker exactly the, yeah yeah that's exactly. a, that's a great question though because it's it's an interesting thing of the developer wanting you know obviously play it at your own pace kind of a thing but getting them to be more comfortable with you know you could be scared but like you have to progress right yes yeah 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 the game gives you this option like if you want to stay safe you can stay safe but you're not going anywhere <laughs> right exactly Basically. You know, I just have to face it, you know, and there is like, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much because this is, uh, yeah, but let's just say there is this road you take and if, if you don't take the road, you, it's like, how to say it? Like if you see a road, it's full of danger, but you still have to do it. 
even though you can see free them just around you, but it doesn't work. Hmm. <laughs> that okay. kind of thing. I get you. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep moving on that path. Uh, let's uh, take a, a step back from the actual game itself. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about, because a lot of these interviews that I do, are they're usually done before a game drops. It's usually something where we're talking about, oh, what is your game going to be like? But this is actually already out. It's already released back in mm -hmm. December of 2020. I don't know why I was going to say more. 2020. <laughs> um, but given everything that's going on, I, I just wanted to talk about kind of the process because releasing a game during a pandemic, I'm sure has had quite an impact or, or just a, a change in pace for many people. So did that, you know, going through that time and building this essentially in that pandemic because it was that year-long process, how did that impact your personal development process or, or did it impact you at all? Well, to, to be to be fair, the pandemic did not affect me too much because I'm already working from home and, uh, I yeah, I don't go to an office to work or something like that. So mm -hmm. it was not uh, too much of an issue. In fact, I actually got a little bit more work because uh, people are turning more into the online apps and the online uh, gaming and even like the gaming industry. So a little boost, you know, from it. Uh -huh. Sad to say, but it's just the truth, you know. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> people are staying home. People are playing games more and, and all that stuff. Uh, so I'm going to be fair. I'm going to say that the pandemic did not actually affect me too much in uh, in developing the game. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, it, thought it did affect my lifestyle. It did affect uh, how I feel about uh, everything, uh, not being able to go out. Uh, right. But yes, other than that, honestly not. Yeah, so I get it. I get it. Not a not a crazy detriment or, or impact to the development, but like from a mental state, people are still pretty uh, pretty bummed, or yes. uh, at the very least, you know, they're they're struggling with with that idea. Um, yeah. Secondly, now that the game is released, I've noticed you've kept up with various patches to improve the game. Mm -hmm. um, what has that post release process been like for you? Is there anything you know looking back that you might have done differently? Uh, well, to be honest, I should and i'm still thinking about how can i make the game a little bit longer and okay. uh, add a little bit more features to it as well as the multiplayer of course uh, but anything that i would have done differently to be honest nah, not much no because <laughs> i feel that all the steps that uh, were in the game are perfectly executed to, to give the feeling that i wanted to give so I'm actually pretty happy how and and even I see it and how the people are reacting to the game, which is really important to me. Right. And uh, I'm seeing that they are getting these tense moments. I, I can see it how they are feeling it, you know. And this is what's giving me all the feedback that I need if I had to change anything or not. And this is a flexible project. I mean, if there is anything that I needed to change, well, I would just change it. For example, uh, I changed the whole UI. Uh, layout, all the buttons, all the, all mm -hmm, the, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just improved all the image and as well added uh, uh, the controller, uh, the controller uh, support so that people also can enjoy it on the controller. Uh, we're going to also put it on the Xbox, uh, PlayStation, and uh, try to get it also to, um, you know, to, to that level, you know, where it is a good game with like everybody's enjoying it. Uh, Everybody feels that it is 
uh, long enough it is good enough and everything so so right. we're, it's it's uh, it's an ongoing process and it will stay ongoing until we have really good thing going <laughs> that's awesome so uh, i i wanted to backtrack because you mentioned uh xbox and playstation that's yes. not their headworms is not currently on that right you're you're currently working on that or have yes. they already released for those platforms no, no. We, we are currently working to release that oh very cool all right yes and uh, that kind of goes into my next question, really. But um, for those who've played it or, you know, maybe they play it after they hear this and they love it, right? So you're working on that multiplayer, you're you're patching things, you're, you're porting it to different areas. But what comes next? Do you have plans or, or are you, you know, maybe an uh, idea yeah. of, of a Headworms 2, maybe something completely different? No, you know, like what? Go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> After Headworms comes another project, which is which I already have the prototype of, and uh, no, it's not a horror game, and it's totally different game. It's, it's actually a multiplayer survival game. It's pixel hmm. art game. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes. totally different. <laughs> yes, and uh, the name is still unclear, but I am leaning towards something that goes the end of days or end of days but but there is i think a game called like that so i'm trying to find the name for it but it's definitely a very interesting project and uh, i saw a few uh, projects on steam that are zombie survival multiplayer people can mm -hmm. go uh, uh like collect stuff build bases and uh you know all that cool stuff right. um but they are not complete like i i have played uh, many of them without mentioning any uh, but the, I didn't feel they are complete, like they had enough content to keep the player going. Like I played for a week and I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So I do have plans uh, with that game and I already have a prototype, which is, that's awesome. But yeah, wow. it still needs a lot of work. That is pretty cool. I so yeah, you are keeping yourself busy. That is great to hear. Um, I'm Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the the many projects that come from you. But let's let's wind this down. I have one last question for you uh, before we even get to that. Though, thank you, of course, for coming on. But I always sure. like to hear advice from those who are in the indie space because yes. you, you know, obviously have a, a wealth of knowledge. You've for the most part, taught yourself just about everything that you're doing. So, you know, for those who who might be listening and interested in starting their own project, you yes. know, what are some of those tips or what what's some advice that you think would would help a person who's who's just starting off? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I I don't believe that you need a lot of investment. I'm just gonna throw it out there, right? If you want to start in the gaming industry, if you want to start with programming, art, uh, even even design. Uh, music whatever you want to do all the information is out there the only thing that you need is just an effort personal effort you know yeah, uh, yeah. dedication and personal effort if you like something go for it you know secure yourself maybe with a job maybe with work but do not forget about what you really want to do you know just just go for it work for it hard and even when it doesn't look like it's going to give you anything in return just go for it because even all the skills that you learn today and and then you don't think about and you don't know even why you learned them they're gonna come in handy in the future and you're gonna see okay i learned that skill i can apply it here i can advance here and i can make make things happen also do not get stuck do not get stuck saying oh i but i need i need 
a few buttons for my game. I don't know how to do art. I, I probably am going to suck at it. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Because even if you're not the best artist, even if you're not the best creative person in the world, just just go for it. You know, just do something mm-hmm. like a lot of great games do not have good graphics. You know, it's not. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. And and put yourself out there. Don't be shy to show people what you're doing, even if it's not the, the best thing. Uh, go on social media, have uh, have accounts, put it put it out there, show people. You know, be open about it. I made a mistake that I was not too open about it. I was like, oh, but I don't want to show this. This is this is not good enough. This is blah blah blah. This and this is stupid to do, to be honest, because <laughs> and I'm talking about myself, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because it's like. Uh, I'm just limiting myself, you know. Right. And there's no need to do that, you know. Like, just show what you can do, and uh, and just go for it, you know. Yeah, you can't you can't keep yourself in that bubble because you'll never no. know. It's it's so funny too. There's so many times where you're working on a project, and the the flip side of that is you think it's so great, right? Mm-hmm. And you're yes. you're you're looking at it, and you're like, this all makes sense. This is perfect. And then you don't share it to the world until it's too late, and then people look at it and they go, I don't understand this, or this. Yeah this is totally not what we're looking for. And it's exactly. because you weren't getting involved with what would be your community to, to exactly. say like, what do you think? How can we improve this? Exactly, exactly. Because, because yeah, it's like everybody can have their perspective, you know, but what right. you're looking for really is the general perspective. What you're looking for is to be open about it, you know? Yeah. And, that goes for all indie developers if, if you're more open about it if you're more like accepting to to everything around you like the people that the create the, the creators around you it's going to be much easier yeah you know Transparency don't, don't put yourself easy. in bubbles <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. true for those listening headworms is currently available on pc so be sure to check that out on their steam page if any of this sounds interesting to you pick up a copy it's over there as well as uh you might have some ports coming later if you are an xbox or playstation buddy uh once again adam thank you so much for joining today thank you so much for having me